Welcome to Mother Puckers, the first and only podcast for hockey moms by a hockey mom. And that's me, Julie Bardownski. And you're asking yourself, where the heck is your awesome sound? Why do you sound like you're in a tunnel? What is going on with you today? And let me tell you, I'm traveling. And because our weekend was so crazy with hockey last week, and I did not have a chance to edit the episode that I was having ready to go. So instead, this week, it is your treat because it is Random Thoughts by Julie Bardownski. And you don't want to miss the topics that I'm going to cover today. And we're going to start with, um, I'm in Nashville. I'm back home. Well, home, home. I don't even know where home is anymore. All I know is I wake up and either the bathroom is on the left side of the bed or it's on the right side of the bed. And if I go the wrong way in either house, I hit a wall. So I've not hit a wall here yet. And hopefully that will be a very good thing. It's been raining though. Holy smokes. It's been raining, raining, raining crazy. I've been super, super excited though with the food options and seeing my friends and getting a ton of work done for my day job and uh, giving me the opportunity to do my recording for you guys briefly. I'll be at briefly. So this last weekend in Minnesota, I got to tell you, so I'm learning a lot. And um, some of our friends have, uh, I, I got to go and watch some of like the really good hockey, Minnesota high school hockey, Minnesota specialty teams, hockey, uh, some, a bunch of prep schools from across the country. It was pretty, pretty big weekend of hockey all around in Minnesota. The juniors were having a big thing in Blaine. I mean, I got to go and watch all kinds of things. And the one thing that was really prominent through all of it was the hockey hair. I've talked about it before, but I have a theory now because so many of the kids starting at age, you know, 15, 16 are going away to a prep school and they're away from their family and from the conveniences of things like haircuts. So my theory on hockey hair is that the kids are not getting their regular haircuts, so they're just letting their hair grow. It's getting long. It's going crazy. And the little kids see them, and they're these players, and they're all excited to see the players that they love, and so they want their hair to look like them. And so I call hockey hair is absolutely from being sent away at a young age and not being able to take care of your hair because you can't get to a hairdresser. So that's just one of my things. And I'm going to bring that up to the gentleman who does the Minnesota high school hockey hair awards. I'm going to bring up what that, uh, where the origins of hockey hair may have been. If you've got any other theories or facts, I like my theory, but if you have any other ideas, facts or theories, go ahead and send them to me and I will, um, I will read them and and look at them with a critical eye, but that's just one of the thoughts that I had this week. Okay, another thing, Peloton. Let me get to the good one. I'm gonna leave the good one for last. Peloton, I have not talked to you guys about my Peloton uh, adventures for quite a while. So let me tell you, I set a goal of 30 days straight of writing and workouts. And sometimes those workouts were yoga, 
uh, mostly they were strength um, and then stretching, but always, you know, with a ride in there as well. I'd added in recovery rides, all this stuff. So mamas, I set a goal and on, on day 25, what I did, because I do everything visually, I made a, a poster with each day that I would slash off because it always makes me feel good to cut things off. And from day 25 to 30, I'm like, all right, if I make it the 25 days straight, days 25 through 30, I'm going to reward myself with a 20-minute daily class with Coach Olivia Amato otherwise known as the assassin. And here's the thing. I normally in a 20 minute ride, will get like 120 of my output, my overall output. And normally on a 30 minute ride, it's like 150. I averaged 163 in 20 minutes with Olivia who literally tried to kill me. I have never thrown an f-bomb at a coach before but when she gets all hippy skippy happy with you know uh we've already gone 15 17 minutes and she says okay let's hit a resistance of 90 or i'm sorry a cadence of 90 with a resistance of 70 come on you can do it and that is like putting your bike in a complete and total mud pile with an entire hockey team behind you holding on to the edge of your bike and you're trying to pedal up a straight hill is what doing a 90 cadence with a 70 resistance on a peloton is like it is not easy i cursed her i looked around i thought maybe i should install a defib in my workout room because if I have a heart attack and die on my Peloton, there's nobody coming looking for me. There will, I will rat for probably two or three days in my workout room until one of the dogs is like, hey, I think there's something in here. But otherwise, I think everybody in my house would have no idea that I was laying down dead still clipped in of course slumped over my peloton but but i made my 30 days i was very proud and i'm on another 30 day streak and i'm very 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 happy and um i love it i hope you are all working out and doing what makes you very happy as well the last thing i wanted to go through were the new hockey rules from usa hockey okay so we know about them i talked about them already you know they're there you all are getting all the whistles for all of the offsides. You all are getting the, you know, whistles on, on the contact and who's contacting whom where. Some rinks are, or some refs are more gregarious about this and some are more thinking about last year. Well, I am going to stand by that the offside rule has to go back, has to 1,000% go back. The icing on the PK has to 1,000% go back to the way it was. Competitive contact. I do like safety. I do want actual hockey plays and not kids just getting blown up. I think if we kept last four years rules on body contact with better officiating on those and higher sanctions against offenders, so if someone is lit up, that it is an automatic 
game misconduct and, the, and a sussy for th two games. Let's not just do the single game thing. Let's do this two games because let me tell you, if little Jamie and or if I paid, you know, $1,500 to go travel for that weekend with air, hotel, car, and little Jamie is lighting kids up and is out for two games, I will be sitting little Jamie at home down and I will be telling him or her, we, well, not her, I'm not really doing any hitting, but I will be telling little Jamie, we don't hit like that or you're going to start owing your mama some money for covering her expenses for traveling and watching you riding the pine. So I do, do think that it could be more finessed with the competitive contact. Um, I did get some feedback from some folks and um, one of the letters from Kim up in Canada, uh, or I'm sorry, not in Canada. Where is she? Uh, oh, Northern California says, uh, I think it will take the refs some getting used to. I'm sure it's difficult to remember all of the new rules. There's only three. I'm hoping that this gets the boys to start playing hockey, not just smashing players into the boards. The girls don't have checking at all, and they are absolute bad A blank blankers. They actually play the puck. Their skills are off the charts. I agree with you completely on that one, Kim. And then we've got, I had uh, another uh comment from a mom out in Maine that says uh, it was dangerous when implemented with, uh, I'm sorry, it was dangerous when implemented for my Bantam two years ago. At least if you expect to get hit, you are ready. The players weren't ready and the calls inconsistent. Some of the most dangerous hits I have ever seen. Last year it appeared we were distracted by COVID, so it was the old way. So I think that, you know, Seeing that full hit, um, you know, making sure that your head is on a swivel. That's always been my statement. Whether it's competitive contact or full checking, the head should be on a swivel anyway because they're also looking for plays. And um, I also have complete and total understanding around how are, how are the refs going to be able to, to, to manage things? Um, Sandy from Michigan says these rules are crazy. It isn't teaching the boys anything. It's making it difficult in the volunteers working the clock and the box. So think about that. It is changing the game unintentionally. Safety is a priority, but it is changing the game fundamentally. If you want to play a non-contact sport, play golf, unless you're Tiger Woods. Granted, all of his injuries have come from ex-wives and driving a car in the Hollywood Hills. And finally, Buffy from Florida says they absolutely suck and we should do a petition. Well, Buffy, there is a petition. It already has 11,250. Oh, I'm sorry. It already has 14,666 signatures and they're trying to get to 15,000 signatures and they will then become the top signed petition on change.org. I will put that on um, my website. Now, I'd like to hear any experience from anybody who has been successful in their hockey programs or with USA Hockey in changing association rules or changing USA Hockey rules. And if there has been that success, um, you know, share it because maybe there is a way to do this. Or 
if you're going to come back at me and say it's a complete and total waste of time, <laughs> parents, stay quiet. Let the professionals at USA Hockey manage things. Um, okay. But I do, you know, I always agree with having your, your voice heard um, around, around things that you're very passionate about. So that's all I have for you this week. Uh, again, I apologize for the sound, but it is what it is. And at least I got you some good information. And when I get back from Nashville, back up to Minnesota, yeah, you betcha, you will see me at the rink.